All right. So welcome to season two of the Anatomy of Nursing School podcast. Um, today we will be talking about the honors program with, within the School of Nursing. Our guests today are the co-directors of the BSN honors program, Dr. Allison Jones and Dr. Leon Bray. Um, if y'all would like to please introduce yourselves, um, Dr. Jones, we can start with you. Sure. Well, thank you so much for having us. Um, I'm Dr. Allison Jones. I'm an assistant professor in the School of Nursing. Um, I've been here for about six years now, and um, part of my role is co-directing the honors program, and then I split the rest of my time between teaching and research, and I am primarily in the <clears throat> traditional BSN program. Right, Dr. Bray. Hi, thank you for having us. Um, uh, my name is Leanne Bray. I'm also assistant professor here in the School of Nursing. I started here in 2018, and I, like Dr. Jones, split my time between teaching, research, and also the co-director role of the BSN Honors Program, and I'm also primarily um, teaching in the BSN Program. All right, thank you so much for joining us today. So probably starting out with our most simple question, what is the BSN Honors Program? <laughs> Um, well, I'll, I'll start us off. So the BSN Honors Program is a three-semester program that is housed within the School of Nursing, and it fits under the larger umbrella of the UAB Honors College. So students who are part of the Honors College will often join our program or apply to the program, um, and they can get credit towards that overall university honors by taking these three courses. And it's a total of six credit hours for the entire program. Um, but you do not have to be part of the university honors to join the BSN honors. Um, so we focus a lot on professional development in the role of the nurse, both at the bedside and as um, an advanced practice nurse or as a scholarly nurse. So. We, um, we've kind of shifted things over the past few years. We used to be very heavily research focused. Um, and what we have kind of noticed over the years is that there's so much more that students are interested in. We have a lot of students who are interested in practicing at the bedside and developing their professional skills and leadership skills. We have a lot of students who are interested in um, becoming an advanced practice nurse and functioning in a DNP or a nurse practitioner role. And then we have some students who are interested in research, uh, like Dr. Bray and I are. We are PhD prepared, and so we conduct research within our population of interest. Uh, so the, the program really serves as an introduction to all of those different things and gives students an opportunity to network with faculty um, and practitioners at UAB Hospital at the School of Nursing um, and gives you, gives the students um, a chance to kind of explore things that they may not have gotten a chance to otherwise. So we, we talk about what it means to be a nurse researcher, what it means to get a DNP. Um, Dr. Bray, I'm gonna let you jump in if I've missed anything. Sure. The only two things that I would add 
is that two out of three of the honors courses um, actually count as your electives is part of your BSN program. So those are not additional courses. The third course is, however, an additional course. But the other unique thing that we've recently added to the BSN honors program is the RN to BSN students. So now our traditional BSN students have the opportunity to interact with the RN to BSN students who are actively practicing nurses um, in various hospitals. And that is already proving this is actually our first semester um, with basically um, with them applying to the program. And it's already proving to be a really good um, mentorship and also interactive experience for um, both cohorts of students. Yeah, thank you. <clears throat> thank you for reminding me of that. We did, we did just start that and we've been, it's kind of a work in progress. We're figuring it out as we go um, because we were used to having the traditional BSN students and it aligned very well with their third, fourth and fifth semesters. Um, and the, the RN to BSN students have a different program of study and so we're slowly trying to figure out how we can incorporate them and give them the best experience possible. Um, something else that I'll, I'll mention is that a large portion of the program is focused on a mentorship aspect. So we work with students on providing them resources with resume building. Um, we have a partnership with our Career Services Center, um, and it might be wrong on the title of that center, um, but Ms. Blackstock is um, a colleague of ours over there and has been fantastic canvas modules that we can build in to the honors courses that have resources for students in terms of resume development and interviewing skills and that kind of thing. Um, and then the in terms of the official program mentorship, we do a survey of the students of each cohort when they enter the program um, in that first semester of the BSN honors program. And we ask them about their interests. Um, and there's a lot of students who don't really know what they want to do in nursing. And that's totally fine. A lot of, a lot of us who have been nurses for a while still don't know what we wanna do with nursing. <laughs> We're figuring it out as we go. Um, but we, we ask students to look at a list of potential mentors and their areas of work, whether it's DNP focused or PhD focused um, and give us their top three preferences of who they would like to work with. And we've been successful thus far in pairing all students with someone in their top three preferences. Um, and it's been really, really beneficial to have students be able to have such a say you know, so much, so much of a say in who they are paired with and what kind of project they work on for the program. Um, the culmination of the program is really the development of an abstract and a poster that the students present at the UAB Undergraduate Research Expo. Uh, and that is something that we encourage students to fully engage in. It's great for networking. It's a great thing to put on your resume. Um, it shows great leadership and initiative. Um, and it's, it's really good for demonstrating teamwork and experience on a scholarly project. Dr. Bray, anything else? 
don't think so. I think the only other thing I would highlight is, you know, we've gotten feedback from students that it's also a really good opportunity to, you know, have mentorship from us as well, because we do follow our same cohort through the entire honors program. So they have us for their entire three semesters, either Dr. Jones or myself. Um, and, you know, it's also an opportunity for the students to be in a smaller cohort. So usually our cohorts are less than 30. Um, and so not only do they have the say that Dr. Jones discussed, but they also get to interact a little more. Um, and so we've gotten some positive feedback from that as well. As Faith knows, she's been stuck with me. <laughs> I do, and I enjoy it every Monday. <laughs> that sounds great. So uh, next question is, how can students apply to be a part of the BSN honors program? Dr. Bray, do you wanna take this one? Sure, so we actually come and visit and do a recruitment session in one of the second semester courses. And through that, we do a PowerPoint presentation on the specific um, application process. And basically what that process looks like is you do a declaration of interest. Usually this is something very simpler. It's simple, it is just done via a Google survey. And then we enter each student who is interested into a Canvas course. Um, all of our students are very familiar with Canvas. And so basically the actual application includes just a cover sheet with a little bit of information about yourself, a video essay, which is very interesting because it allows us to see a little bit of your personality um, and learn a little bit more about you than we would be able to um, via a regular written paper. Um, and then basically you submit those materials in addition to your resume and we review them and just submit a letter to you via um, email in terms of you know, whether or not you were admitted. So it's, it's a little bit different from other application processes, but we found it to be successful and we get to know a little bit more about the students that way. Yeah, the video essay has been really helpful to us um, because as you well know, when you submit a written document, the, the person on the other end of that can't really get a sense of your personality. And <clears throat> if, we are, if we're asking you to submit something, then we're probably looking at your writing style and that might not reflect, you know, your, your academic talents. And that, so it's, it's been really nice for us to just ask a few simple questions and say, why are you interested in the honors program? Do you have an idea of what you wanna do with your career and how will this help you get there? Um, that's, that's the overall gist of the application. So it's a very simple process. Yes. And usually the, the um, videos are five minutes or less. So it's something that can be done very quickly. It's not like you need to record an hour long, you know, video of yourself or anything. We try to make it short and sweet, but still get to, you know, know a little bit more about the students. I can, I can attest to that. I really enjoyed the video format application. Right, and I think to ease some students' worries, um, I think one of the biggest questions we had in my interest session was about the acceptance rate to the program. Yeah, so <clears throat> we don't have technically a formal cap on the number of students that we can accept, but we typically have cohorts 
around anywhere from 15 to 25. Um, I think the largest that we've had was in the past year and it was 26, 28 maybe. Um, so that's, I have, so I've been in this role for three and a half, starting my fourth year now. Um, and I, we've not had any issues with having to turn people away simply because of capacity. Well, I'm a pre-nursing student. So if I was going to apply, what would the time commitment be like? Oh, so this, this actually might be a good one for Faith to answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could do that. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't found that it is much more than my normal classes. Um, the way that the class is set up and the grading scale, um, it makes it really easily easy for me, especially because I have so many commitments going on this semester um, to get those assignments done. And um, yeah, I haven't found that it's a burden. Um, we could talk about the grading scale because I think that's what makes it the easiest, if that makes sense. Dr. Bray, you wanna do that one? Sure. So we have worked very hard. We have revamped the program drastically in the last few years and even more so since um, COVID has happened. But one thing that we did implement was something called specifications grading. And with that, it is really to alleviate some of the stress of grades to hopefully allow you to worry more about engaging in the program and reaping all of the benefits possible. And what it entails basically is you're provided at the very beginning of the semester, three bundles. So an A bundle, a B bundle, and a C bundle. And it tells you specifically which assignments you need to um, complete for each bundle. And each one has a rubric. So it's very easy to go in. As long as you address the points in the rubric, you receive credit. But even if for some reason you um, don't receive credit for an assignment. So you either get a check mark or an X. So we don't give you the A, B, or C on each assignment. It's just complete or incomplete. If for some reason you do not fulfill the specifications of the assignment and you receive an incomplete, you have one week to then go in and revise and receive um, credit for that assignment. So we're really working hard to allow you to have autonomy over your grade um, and also help alleviate some of the stress of the traditional grading scheme. We've had a lot of um, positive feedback from students on this grading scheme. Um, we started it, what, last summer? Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and we found that, especially as students progress towards their final semesters, having the ability to say, like, things are just getting too hectic, I think I'm going to forego one assignment. <clears throat> and knowing that you can do that without having a significant impact on your grade is very helpful. Um, so yeah, I think it's I think it's been a good thing, and I I wish we could expand it beyond the honors program, but I don't know if we can. <laughs> yes, it definitely seems daunting at first, but um, it does make it a lot less stressful. All right. Um, so our next question is, for students thinking about their future career, what benefits can participation in the honors program offer to them? Yeah, um, 
I think there's a lot of benefit to this. For one thing, the mentorship that we mentioned, um, because to go along with that is a networking aspect. So it's getting to know not only faculty, um, but we have a lot of the program directors for the specialty tracks and um, the different areas of nursing come and talk to the class. So we do a lot of panel discussions, um, try to provide the students with opportunities to ask whatever questions you might have about you know, requirements for a DNP application. Um, so, and we also bring in current and um, former DNP and PhD students so that they can answer questions about their experience and why they chose one route over the other. Um, Cause that's another question that a lot of people have is what is the difference between a PhD and a DNP? And why would I do one over the other? I think one of the major benefits um, for anyone who's interested in going on to an advanced practice role or to a graduate school experience is that all of our students get to participate in the DNP and the PhD intensives. So if, if you're not familiar, those are one week long programs that are requirements for all students in each program. So for the DNP students, all of those DNP students come to campus one week in the spring. And granted, it's been much shorter the past year or two with COVID um, and it's been virtual, obviously, but, <clears throat> but all of the students are required to attend that. And the DNP students are also required to present a poster. So the DNP students are required to present a poster on their topic and on their quality improvement project. Um, and so our honors students have been able to participate in that DNP intensive. Um, they've had a one-on-one -on -one session with the DNP program coordinator to answer any questions that they might have about the program. Um, and then they've also been given their own category for judging posters in the past. And it's just, it's really nice to see the, the welcoming that the honor students get. Everybody's very excited to have them there. And then same with the PhD intensive. Um, and I will say that the PhD intensive is very different. It's on a much smaller scale. Um, that program has about um, 10 to 12 students per cohort, and they only admit once a year. Um, so you're talking about maybe 40-ish students versus the DNP where you bring everybody together and it's like 600 students or something. <laughs> um, but the PhD intensive is very similar and it's a great way for students to, to ask questions and to hear about what nursing research is and what people's projects are. And that um, we, we've gotten some great feedback from students about that as well. We have um, a handful of students from each of our cohorts who will typically apply straight to a graduate program from their BSN. Um, so we offer, go into recruitment mode here. We, we offer both the BSN to DNP and the BSN to PhD. So we have all sorts of, of fun things available for people who are interested in advancing their education. 
Um, the other thing that I'll say is that we do our best to, <clears throat> excuse me, to prepare you as honors students for going into that graduate student role. Um, so we provide some mentorship in terms of how to communicate with faculty members, um, how to work in a team setting in a professional capacity. And then we also, as part of our A bundle, so the grade A bundle, we incorporate the use of APA style papers, which will be a requirement for any graduate nursing program you would go into. And so that is something where it's, it's not meant to be um, really, oh, what's the word? We're not trying to scrutinize your, your work. We're not trying to, you know, the only, the only goal with that is to familiarize you with APA and help you to develop some scholarly writing skills. And I'll add just a little bit to Dr. Jones off of some of the things that she said, but we really try, she mentioned that we have panels with um, nurses who represent various paths professionally. And we try to also, you know, survey our particular cohort, figure out what their specific interests are, and then find someone representative of each of their interests so that hopefully that helps you define what you would like to do. And then as you move forward with your um, matching of your mentors, many times right now, you know, I had a, a cohort that just graduated this summer and two of them are actually hoping to move forward in the DMP program and maintain their same mentor. So sometimes it helps for letters of recommendation for graduate school, whether you decide PhD, DMP or any other um, graduate school route, it also involves a mentor. And so sometimes you can find that through the BSN honors program or at least find someone who can help you facilitate those relationships as well. All that sounds really nice. So um, earlier, you had mentioned um, the research being a part of the honors program. So what kind of research projects have students done in the past? Oh, well, that's a great question. Do you wanna, do you wanna yeah, start? That's loaded. <laughs> um, We're gonna be here for a while, Jade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm looking over because I have some examples of past posters over here in my office. Um, but we actually have mentors who are representative of both PhD, DMP paths. Um, so it's not limited. We have some research related projects that involves, you know, interviews, surveys, dealing with numbers, words, all of the things. Um, we also have some that do literature review type projects. We have quality improvement type projects. So people who work within the hospital setting or DMP prepared who are um, conducting quality improvement type projects. This, um, we have Alzheimer's, dementia, aging in the older population. We also have neonatal. Um, we have pediatric projects. Um, so just about any disease process or population that you are interested in, we have um, been representative of at some point. Um, I can give you a few specific examples and that might help. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. <clears throat> Just edit that part out. Um, so uh, Dr. Bray and I both mentor honors students and we 
introduce them to our areas of research. So Dr. Bray's expertise is in the pediatric population and specifically within cystic fibrosis. Um, and then my background is totally different. <laughs> I am an emergency and trauma nurse by trade and I am a vampire. I like all things blood. So I, I get into the gory stuff um, about trauma and transfusions and all sorts of things. So an example of some of the things that I've, I've done with my students are um, interviews. So we do some focus group interviews where the students will go out and recruit um, <clears throat> nurses who are active in whatever field. So my students were able to recruit nurses who worked in the university emergency department and were familiar with the process of resuscitating a trauma patient and interviewed them about the difference of, in using blood component therapy versus whole blood therapy. And they heard me talk about this last week, but, um, but it's, it's just a, a different process. It's, you know, using three different products versus one product. And so that takes a different time commitment, a, di a different cognitive workload. And so my, my students interviewed people about that. Um, <clears throat> we've had students who have gone out and surveyed. Um, <clears throat> I'm so sorry, guys. Dr. Ray, why don't you jump in? Um, I can give some more examples of what I have done with my students. So um, I have had primarily my research, like Dr. Jones said, involves cystic fibrosis and various aspects of health-related quality of life improvement. Um, with that being said, I have done projects on body image in cystic fibrosis, also in um, sexual and reproductive health and paths to motherhood in women with chronic illness like cystic fibrosis. Um, my students have had the opportunity to sit in on interviews with me in terms of interviewing um, cystic fibrosis participants on which path they chose to motherhood. So whether that be adoption, gestational surrogacy, um, or biologically with or without fertility treatments. So they also helped me analyze those interviews. Um, they helped administer surveys to um, you know, demographics types information surveys um, and health related quality of life level surveys. And then also helped me score that. Um, and then also we went all the way through the project and they actually was, were able to present that data on a poster because it, it's a whole different process to go from gathering the data all the way down to the presentation of the data. Um, and I've also had one of my honors students um, help me write a paper for publication. So they got to be an author on a scholarly publication. So it really, we try not to limit the students' experiences. If we, if mentors have more than one project going on at a time, we, while their project is usually focused on one, they still can gather experiences as they wish on other projects. And so we really um, try to support the students in getting um, the most well-rounded experience possible. I'd say one of the more exciting things that has happened in the past year is that one of our faculty members who is internationally recognized for her work in forensic nursing um, and sexual assault nursing 
worked with our students on a literature review and they got accepted for a poster presentation at a national conference. And so that was, that was a very, very exciting moment for us that, you know, not only are they able to get recognized for that work, but to have the mentorship from Dr. Speck was just awesome. Yeah, I'm currently paired with Dr. Speck. And, um, our weekly meetings have been so interesting and I'm learning so much from her. Um, yeah. I think we're gonna try to do, for right now we're doing a literature review, just seeing what's out there and learning from her. Um, but we might try to survey some nursing students um, to get gather some data on how they've experienced sexual assault and stuff like that. So I'm excited for what's to come. Yeah, I think it's it's, important for potential honors students to know that there's such a wide variety of nursing expertise here at the school. Um, you know, like Dr. Bray said, we have, we have psychiatric mental health nurses. Uh, we've got women's health, we've got pediatrics. I mean, kind of, you name it, you can find it somewhere. There's, there's about 140 full-time faculty members in the school. So we have quite, a depth of expertise available to us. Absolutely. And I will say, you know, we're talking about a few different scholarly products here. So national conference poster presentations, publications, and even the undergraduate research expo presentations. Those are things that I know for me, myself, I did not get to do at all until I was a PhD student. So it's really a benefit of, you know, to our students, no matter what path they choose to get that experience under their belt um, and also have the mentorship experience before even pursuing or you know, becoming a professional nurse, because no matter what you decide to do, whether it be at the bedside um, or pursuing some sort of graduate degree, you really have gotten experiences that other students don't get. So um, we've gotten really good feedback from that in the past. For sure. Um, okay, so our last question for you two um, will be a question that we ask all of our guests this um, season. What is the biggest lesson you have learned in your nursing career? I, I would say for me, it is teamwork makes the dream work. Um, just, you know, give you a brief synopsis. I think, you know, whether you are doing bedside nursing, whether you are going to graduate school, whether you are, you know, working as a best practice nurse in any field of nursing, you can't do it in a silo, including science. Um, you can't do projects in a silo. Um, and so build a good team of people around you. And honestly, what you can do is endless. I mean, um, everything is team science these days. Everything in nursing involves a team. And so it's, it's just really nice um, to feel supported in the profession. Um, be able to learn from others and feel like you're not alone in no matter what endeavor you choose to take. Okay, so I get to follow that. All right. <laughs> um, I, think, I think the biggest thing that I've learned is kind of twofold. So to be honest with yourself about what it is you want to do, um, and to not be afraid to ask questions. Um, I think 
we, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves that, you know, we need to graduate. We need to know exactly what we're going to do. And our life is going to be set in stone for the next 30 years. <laughs> and that does not happen. <laughs> um, so being open to new opportunities is, uh, I think, an, another part of that. And then the, the best nurses, the best people that I worked with in the emergency department and everywhere have been the ones who have been willing to ask for help when they needed it. And they are the ones that I trust the most because I know that I feel safe going to them with a question as well. Yeah, excellent question. That's a big thing. We thank y'all for listening to this episode of the Anatomy uh, School of Nursing podcast. In our next episode, we will discuss with nursing student tutors about their experience with tutoring as with their experience with tutoring and as tutors. Stay tuned for more.